Hello, I'm Indigo. Hi, I'm Maria. And, and we're the angry... <laughs> Do it again. And we're, we're the, the angry Buddhas. Buddhas. Together we'll say this is the... Welcome to the angry Buddhas. Angry Buddhas podcast. Sorry. Angry Buddhas podcast or just the, the angry Buddhas. Yeah, just the angry Buddhas, yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's your girl, Indigo. And... Uh, and I, I'm in the car again with Maria. <laughs> Hi, guys. And we're the Angry, Angry Buddhas. Buddhas. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are going to talk about the world of human beings or humanity. And would you like to read some of it? And then I can read it. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> The world of human beings, or humanity, is a condition of composure and tranquility. Thus, Yushin Daishonin says, quote, calmness is the world of human beings, end quote. One aspect of the world of humanity is the quality of reason that enables us to distinguish right from wrong and to make, a ju- and to make judgments based on that distinction. In this condition, a person also has a fair degree of self-control. Quote, the wise may be called human, but the thoughtless are no more than animals, end quote, writes Nietzsche. To remain in the state of humanity, however, requires effort. In a world rampant with negative influences, it is not easy to continue to live in a truly human manner. It is actually impossible without consistent effort to improve oneself. Moving up from the lower four of the ten worlds, the world of human beings is the first in which improving one's condition becomes a possibility. Furthermore, those in the world of humanity, while vulnerable to negative influences, are also capable of exerting themselves in Buddhist practice and thereby advancing to the four noble worlds. That's, that's deep. Yeah. This really resonates with me. Um, again, we've talked in previous podcasts about how Indigo is a fortune baby. She was born into this practice. Her parents were practicing when she was born, and I've been practicing for seven years, and we're you know, she's a millennial, I'm a Gen Xer, but I, I like bringing that up just because, um, you know, we all are doing different things at different times in our lives, but uh, I really feel as though we're all born with sort of a knowing of right and wrong, uh, but I know for me personally, it's taken chanting Namioha Renge Kyo to really um, bring that to the forefront for me. Um, a quick example and then, you know, Indigo will share her her stuff too. But I was, not too long ago, I went to one of our Buddhist meetings. And um, I'm always looking for shade to park here in Arizona. And so I pulled into a driveway and I went to turn around and I backed into a parked car. And um, my husband says it's my specialty since I've got this extended cab Chevy truck now that I don't know how long I am. And and he's probably right because that's like that was one of the first of three times. But anyways, I looked around and I was like, who's watching? Who's here? There's nobody in the car. (laughs) Maybe I'll drive away. I don't know. And then I realized like across the street, there was a somebody was holding a yard sale and clearly he saw everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? He saw everything. But you know, there's there's that part of me and I think we all have it where I was like I was like there was a split second where I was like I am not going to this Buddhist meeting. I am driving the fuck out of here and I'm just going to go home. <laughs> but instead, I parked and I found a piece of paper and a pen and I wrote a note 
and I, you know, put it on the, the, under the uh, windshield wiper in the front. And then I went to my Buddhist meeting and then I'm sitting there and I'm chanting, chanting, you know, and I was like, Oh, I did the right thing. But then I started thinking, well, what if this person is not like me and decides that he sees the note take and decides to take a baseball bat and do some extra damage or whatever. I don't know. So I walk out of Daimoku and run out and take pictures of it, which you should always do anyway, but I hadn't, didn't think of it, you know? And, um, but yeah, and he ended up being a really nice guy. You know, most insurance companies give you like a freebie. So my, my rates didn't go up and nothing. I didn't have to pay anything out of pocket. And this guy, he's like, you know, he called me, he said, thank you for being so honest. But here's the thing, like it talks about that there, you know, about knowing the difference between wrong and right. And I'm going to tell you people, even though I've been chanting for seven years, my first innate thought was how do I get the fuck out of here? <laughs> you know, but it was so worth it to do the right thing because it worked out in everyone's favor. And, and still, I don't know if I wouldn't have driven away if, if that guy wasn't doing his <laughs> yard sale because I know he saw me do it, you know? Um, but again, this, this practice has helped me see that, yeah, there's a difference. I'm just afraid there's like a vibration sound. Oh, I don't know. I sorry. don't know. That's the only I was like, you're I, shouting into the mic. Yeah, put, it, I'm sorry, <laughs> put it here because I just feel like this is like all vibration-y. You know oh. what I mean? And maybe you'll hear that. Oh. Sorry guys, tef- technical difficulty. So <laughs> that's, just, so that's like, just an example. I'm a shouter anyway. Sorry. That's just an example that, you know, I want to share about. Um, you know, being in the world of humanity. I think we're living in t- times right now, too, where I hope we're all looking at what it is to yeah. be human and what humanity means, you know. But that's my little two cents on, on the beginning part of that. And um, I do feel as though now that I'm 45 years old, I have um, some more composure that I didn't have when I was younger. And um, I do feel tranquil during many moments of my life. Um, I have a family, a wonderful husband, um, you know, great friends like Indigo here. So, so all of that, you know, um, gives you composure and tranquility. Um, sometimes I'm very much lacking in reason though. I'm still working on that. Um, um, but yeah, that's my little two cents about just right and wrong and how, Yes, chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo makes me acutely aware of the difference. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I guess uh, the first example I can think of is, you know, doing the right thing that's right for you. And I think that's, I think as people, we should con- congratulate ourselves, you know, be aware of whenever we do the right thing. So then, you know, kind of. I don't know, I feel like within our own self, don't gloat about it outside, like, hey, I did this good thing. Like, you know, just keep it, I like to keep things to myself and kind of like, I did this nice thing. But more than like good deeds, it's more like the good deeds I do for myself. So example is like eating right, not in, not the impulse or the craving of like, okay, oh, I'm in, I want some cookies. And, you know, you're in the store and you're in the cookie aisle and then, you know, something or me personally I'm in the store I'm in the cookie aisle and you know something tells me like Indigo do you need these cookies no does your body does it need these cookies no alright go take a go get some time walk away give yourself some time and think and so a lot of times I'm better getting better at lately not choosing the, the bad thing 
for my body. Or um, especially at work, I work at a call center, and so all I do is sit. And I heard sitting's new smoking. And so what I do is that since I want to show a level of appreciation for my body has taken me this far in life, I I go for a walk at lunch or my lunch break. I take like a thirty That's minute awesome. walk. Yeah, That's so awesome. and I feel in my body. I feel it. Like I feel like it wants this. Like I could walk forever and ever. I feel if it, if it wasn't for my lunch break, I could probably walk um, like the whole hour because my body is like I sat too much today and they go and then you know even when I'm at my desk I do like I sit and stand and stuff like that. I try to do like the rule of the twenty is it twenty eight two. Where you do you sit down for twenty, stand for eight, and move around for two minutes or whatever. So I do my best to do that, but it's really hard because the the pacing of my of the calls going in and out, you kind of can't keep a, an eye on the clock. And um, that's how my husband's job yeah. is too. He's at a desk, but he really tries to stand up and walk yeah. around. And yeah. that's when instead I of IMing all of his yeah. coworkers, he'll like get up and yeah, walk to their so desk, great. you yeah. know. And and I yeah. and I've never worked in an office environment, so. I like hearing about it because, yeah, there's all different jobs have their different sort of pluses and minuses. And a desk job, the minus is definitely being so sedentary. Yeah. Sedentary. Like, sedent. Oh, my. It's so, like, I just read about it and just, like, and you increase your chances for heart disease. It was just so sedentary. I'm like, I don't want that. Now, not, not only that, I don't want a flat butt. I really don't. So I'm kind of like, I'm like indigo, just walk. So keep, like, at least keep your blood going in some way. And the two, my the call center is like super cold. Heat temperature so low. And so when I go out in the the mild heat, it's a little bit cooler now in Arizona, at high noon. And so my body he- heated up. I go back in the office. And I'm I'm okay. I'm not, you know, my body adjusts to it. And by the time I'm leaving. I'm not cold. Anyway, what they saying? They do that on purpose, you know, to keep you awake. Oh, yeah. Just like how they pump in oxygen and make the AC oh. in Vegas super oh, wow. low. So you'll keep gambling and you'll stay awake. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, do, they, do, they do that everywhere. What, Banks, what schools. Else? I think just like making those good decisions. I feel my humanity because my, you know, just I'm, mine, I'm very focused on the body. And so because, of course, the mind, body, and spirit all connected. And so when my body feels, I feel feel mentally better like especially when I go on my walks I kind of just don't really I don't really text and walk or whatever because I feel that's for me as a pedestrian it's so fucking dangerous because like people are just idiots like I'm right turners are the worst for pedestrians oh my god like especially when they're turning they just look to their left they look to the right so before I sorry I'm rambling I digress but like if you make if they're making that right turn you have to make sure they make eye contact with you because there's been a couple night, but then again, the times when I almost got hit were left turners, and they saw me crossing the street. And so anyway, ah, uh, 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 anyway, humanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I like how I hear it says you you read it moving up from the lower four worlds because now, okay, we've gone through the four worlds. This is the fifth world, correct? Humanity. Mm-hmm. So. In our previous podcast, we've covered a lot of the negative. We've been mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of negative. But this is the pivotal point here, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Humanity. Yeah, when this you is reach right this is where you neutral. right in the middle of mm-hmm. the this the 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 You're easily swayed. That's what's, what's easily swayed. Yeah, it says yeah. um although uh, vulnerable to negative influences. Yeah, even though you're in the world of humanity and still negative, yeah, vulnerable to negative influences, 
th those of us are also capable of exerting ourselves in Buddhist practice and thereby by advancing towards yeah. the next four noble worlds, the higher worlds. That's right? which brings me back to you. this portion right here. I find it so important to chant morning, evening, every day for me. Not, not only because I got like, of course I got guidance uh, from uh, Elite. I think I mentioned this before. Like yeah. she told me you have that chant solid more. foundation because mm -hmm. you're trying to lead dynamic life. You got to be ready. So for that, on my call center job, I'm payment collections. And so people hate you. People, yeah, they don't. Like, <laughs> they even, are not nice to you. <laughs> even if they're inbound, even if they're calling me. They're, they don't want to pay this bill and they're behind and like, you know, people have to work something out. Yeah, right? most people have low life conditions. And so I need to be able to be in the one of the higher worlds. Mm -hmm. So if so, I'm like, so I'm, I got to make sure and I'm not like, humanity. You can't, yeah, you can't judge them because yeah. your job is to help Yo. them. Like seriously, when I'm on this job, empath my empathy is high because... I mean, I could be in their position one day. My parents could be... Like, just... I understand... Anybody. Because especially when I listen to these phone calls, a lot of people are on disability. A lot of people, um, they're they're poor. They're low, low, lower socioeconomic levels. They are... They're older people. So, these are a lot of marginalized groups calling me. Predominantly people of color. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I'm, I... I can tell by the voice, their voices like this. You can, you can, come on, guys. We can understand that sometimes. You can I hear. Think it. When you're, <laughs> so. I think too when you're predominantly in this world of humanity, you really are straddling. Yeah, like you have one foot in the yeah. higher world, and you have one foot in the lower world. And I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, for my personal experience, I'm a Gemini too. Not that that is a, maybe I don't know, but I feel like there's a unique balance and awakening that happens mm -hmm. because you're very aware of the negative devilish functions um, but you also can see the light at the end of the tunnel you know mm -hmm. like that sounds more Christian I guess but yeah. but just you know a, a way of describing sort of the feeling a, 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 of your being when you're mm -hmm. in this world of humanity yeah. um, and I think it enables you and we talked about since the first episodes and probably all of them that, you know, the idea here too is you can be in any one of these worlds Anything at any day. given moment. And also, I really am starting to think that you can kind of be resonating in all of them at once, especially when you're practicing this practice, because I don't, I think that you don't visit the lower worlds as much um, and, and maybe that it isn't even... What I'm finding in sort of my, you know, human revolution of trying to attain enlightenment is as I practice more and my, my belief and my faith gets stronger, um, I notice the, the lower worlds in others more, you know, I, even though I know it still exists in me, um, and I definitely think in this world of humanity, uh, it's this sort of weird clarity on both ends that you are feeling. But again, it says you still, you're still vulnerable. You're still very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to sort of ascend to these higher worlds so you're stronger and you're not as vulnerable. And you don't slip down that path of, of um, fundamental darkness, you know. Um, I feel like that's that is tested a lot in high stress situations. Like... No, I mean to be. I mean, of course, I'm not perfect when I'm at work. I, I go back to my work because that's. I feel like that's some more. That's more. Well, you spend most of your time there. Of too, course, yeah, you spend so, most of your time there. Yeah, and of course, they at least opportunity to you know what world I'm in. 
And so I make sure I'm in the world of humanity at least when I go into work. At the very least, like I cannot go into work angry. Lower, yeah. Anything or like you know, I wouldn't. I would just call out because there have been times like where I'll get customers on the phone and like they'll have a very like you know bad attitude. Like, and I think one example I think the most recent one where uh, a woman. I was, uh, you know, setting up a payment arrangement for her. And so uh, we did the first... So the payment arrangements are, you know, you schedule an arrangement with a card or a checking account. And so we did the first... She had to do two. So we did the first part to, and with the card or checking account. So I was like, okay. So now we'll do the part two uh, arrangement on, like, Oct- for October 19th or something. I was like, will you be doing the card or checking account? She's like, okay, checking card. I was like, okay, so... Um, have your card number like no i'm gonna pay i'm paying myself at the store i'm just and it's just her attitude just came out of nowhere and i was just like i just had to pause like i almost told her to calm right, and down you're here to help her yeah right? i almost yeah. almost i almost told her like ma'am calm down like ma'am there's no need for that attitude i almost yeah, said that can't. yeah you can't say it. i was like i had to, like they must <laughs> train you on dialogue there too They're right actually, do they train you on the dialogue that you're allowed we to have use? a script okay but they, of course I mean, one girl did get written up for telling a customer to calm down. I mean, See, so, you can't. so like, you know, I knew not, you not just is nights. Don't tell me to calm down. Let me talk to your supervisor. Yes. Actually, <laughs> I mean, I know what not to do customer service. Cause I, I mean, when I worked at Walmart, you know, people are very test. God, that's kind of like, I have to make sure I'm not, you know, I'm not in that headspace when people are testy with me. I can just be like, hold my breath and kind of just. Well, and we've <laughs> talked about this in previous episodes. I think that the benefit of chanting Namio Ho Renge Kyo is that it gives you pause. Mm-hmm. It gives you a moment to mm-hmm. step back yeah. out of yourself, out of your ego, yeah. and just be like, this person is upset because they yeah, can't pay their bills. Exactly. That's, they're not upset at me. <laughs> exactly. That's why when, when I had the pause, in that moment I thought, she's upset with the idea of me she's upset she has to do this i know she's not she this attitude came from you know this is her she's giving away like a few hundreds of dollars for this cable bill and so i'm so i was like okay i understand that and so you know i'm not gonna be you know i understand her attitude i understand like i literally am like you know indigo patience and it's so crazy (laughs) because it really isn't about you yeah you are physically placed there yeah strategically to take that from yeah. people. That is your job. Yeah, I got called a fucking bitch once. I thought it was funny, though. Oh, <laughs> did you laugh? <laughs> I, like, she hung up right after, and so, like... Of course, so they're then, not going to let you respond. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, that was so funny. It was just like, because I never even called that before, and so I was just like, wow, I feel like... When you think about the term passage. fucking asshole, too, like, you don't get pregnant that way. <laughs> so how can you be that? <laughs> That's what I always think of, like, when someone... Right? Because if you're fucking an asshole, then how could you even become come into being... Oh, I don't know. Sorry, what are you going I don't know. <laughs> I just think some some of the slang no, language that we because, have doesn't make... Because... Like, shithead? I don't... What? Do I eat shit? Do I have shit on my head? I don't know. I, I think it, your head is full of shit. Full of shit. Okay. And I think with the word fuck, it can be an adjective. It can be a noun. Oh, yeah. It can it be could, anything. It could be a verb. So, in the it sense of anything. fucking asshole, it's not the... Fucking is not a verb. It's actually an adjective. Describing the is asshole. It, is it an adjective or an adverb? Well, adverb. Asshole. Yeah, you're, it's an adjective in this case, I think. Because it's describing the asshole? Yeah. Yeah. An asshole's a noun. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, see, we yeah. can, us Buddhists, we can, we can, uh, decipher and pick apart anything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll analyze and dialogue anything. Yeah, so that's, 
kind of that's the most recent examples of like you know the world of humanity for me like kind of especially at being at work like you know it's em- like empathy I have to have empathy all day because especially them because these people that because they're predominantly black people I hear like my aunt's voices like they're not my you know not no. my actual aunt answering but I can hear reminded. yeah or my uncle's voice or like somebody I know and so kind of there's a level of empathy when I hear those voices or like it sounds like my dad my dad would sound like in 20 years you know because there's a lot of older. older people calling you know this is because cable is a lot of all they have if they're collecting social security they don't have the funds to you know be going out and getting other this tv is their only form of entertainment and they're just and they're on disability and so like they're not you know transportation so i understand like cable like they this is all they can that's have what they right have now. yeah so that's why i gotta understand like dang. that's like their social network too yeah which is- kind of sad and scary but I always gotta think about that because honestly like I feel like at any like things could happen in my life where I'm put in that situation Mm -hmm. where well and that's something this practice teaches us too that we're all the Buddha yeah and if that's the case then even the bitch that called you fucking asshole she's a Buddha too she was just in the lower yeah she's lower world she was in the lower world you know and fortunately for her she had you to speak with you know (laughs) and that's the thing I've learned in this practice too is like a lot of what gets thrown at you we call it santoshima like just devilish functions dark forces whatever obstacles from like achieving your goals and stuff um you know uh it just it just means you're getting closer yeah you know and that and that is a way that has really um fine-tuned me and my humanity and and um, you know, just trying to be, trying to be better, right? Trying to be human, trying to, um, not be judgmental. I mean, these are all things I struggle with. I think we all do. And when you look at the world, uh, on a level playing field, even though we know that it isn't really like that, yeah. but Buddhism, when you think of, yes, again, everyone is the Buddha, then really that does put us all on sort of this, um, I don't know, uh, virtual level playing field of Mm -hmm. sorts, but I really think it changes your interactions with people. I know it has for me, you know, like uh, here's a small example too of, I would brought my son into the store. He's nonverbal, six year old autistic. Um, he's very vocal though. He makes very unique sounds and noises and, you know, he flaps his arms and he covers his ears and his eyes. And uh, we were in line at the store and, um, the lady said, oh, you know, taking our money, said, oh, I really like your hat. And, and I said, thank you. And I could tell she was like, why are you answering for him? And I said, my son is, um, you know, nonverbal, six years old, autistic. Um, he understands what you're saying, but I, I'm saying thank you for him. And she looked at me with just sad puppy dog eyes and said, oh, you have a long road ahead. And I'm in my mind going, fucking bitch, don't tell me what I already know. And why are you even saying that? And then, you know, (laughs) and I just said, um, I respond, I wanted to respond like that, but I said, oh, well, he's amazing and he's a joy and he brings so much to our family unit and... And we continued to talk and, you know, in her mind, she, she was just opening up dialogue and, um, you know, thought she was being nice. I could tell that she thought she was being nice, but it was so ignorant to me. Like, don't state the fucking obvious. 
I know I have a long road ahead of me, you know? I'm living it every day, bitch. Are you? No. It's, like, it's really patronizing, too. <laughs> it is. It is. And it is, in a way, kind of prejudice. Yeah. You know, because you don't know what my son is capable of. I don't either. Time will tell. Yeah, he's only six. Yeah. Even so. <laughs> so, but yeah, in that moment, I wanted to be like, bitch, please. But. Let's take this outside. But I thought, <laughs> but again, my practice gave me pause. And I even posted it on Facebook and there was a slew of comments and one girl said, oh, she was probably just trying to be nice. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, but it was stupid yeah. <laughs> still, you know? And I was like, that's why, that's why I, I showed grace. I feel that I showed grace. Another Christian term, but I don't know how else to describe it. It's like, I showed humanity. I showed that even though my knee-jerk reaction was to be upset by that, and you're an ignorant motherfucker, I just said, I, and I feel that I did school her in a way by yeah. saying, oh, you know, yeah, he's a joy. Hey, we talk about this another, I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe, impact, impact know. versus intent, like her intent, she meant well, but still your impact, you know, made, the way she made you feel. And words, like know? we've had the discussion about words too, like I love words, I know you love words, <laughs> love we words. love language, <laughs> but at the same time, there are certain dialogue and certain words that I feel like, why do we give it so much value? Why? You know, the more you use it, or you know, you guys, listeners can tell, I swear a lot. I, you know, for me, <laughs> people that know me, I guess there's really no value in my F-bombs or my S-bombs because I use them all the time. But that's kind of why I use them because I don't feel as though it should be... Like, I have a huge vocabulary. I sound like Donald Trump now. I have a huge vocabulary, and I'm wicked smart. But I I just, I don't know. I like swearing. It feels but good you, to me. But you understand the gravity of the word, so you understand not to say it in all situations. All circumstances, yeah, so no. I think no. that's the thing. Like, we acknowledge. Yeah. Like, we can, be, we can be a space Although that is us. my favorite time to drop it when I'm not supposed to. Because that is when it can sometimes be invaluable. Like, it can really get the point across. You gotta say it at a funeral, Maria? Wow. <laughs> Maybe if the person who died said fuck a lot. I don't know. Uh, yeah, then that's different. Of course. You know, but yeah. But it's like, you know, a but yeah. someone who... But, like, <laughs> when I withdrew my son from his private school that I felt was a joke... I dropped one f bomb in that meeting, and I was like, and I said, and I also backed it up with people that use expletives are far more trustworthy and honest. It's a fact. Psychologically, they've tested it, and it's a fact that people who use expletives, um, they aren't really holding anything back, and they're not hiding a lot of things. You want to debate that? You I'm can trying debate. to think. I'm trying to think of someone that I don't trust that cusses. That cusses a lot. Again, it's like you said. It depends on the circumstance, right? I mean. Um, and, and if people think it, it makes me sound ignorant, that's fine. That's, that's their thing. Like, I know I'm an intelligent person and I just like language. I, I like, and I like fuck a lot, <laughs> but yeah, that's neither here nor there, obviously. But so yeah, humanity guys, I think that you just, we all, especially given the times that we're living in, it's amazing what's going on with the environment and politics across the board like politics all over the world is crazy right now and um let's all just try to keep our humanity <laughs> at the very least at the very least be kind to one another um don't judge each other right i think it has come from a place of empathy like kind of because it reminds me of this the whole world of humanity or just like this just buddhism in general because everyone's equal 
There's a show I watch called Rick and Morty. Ever heard of it? Heard of it. So Rick and Morty is an adult cartoon show. Is it so YouTube or is it on? You could like find a- it on YouTube, but it's, it's Adult Swim. Okay. Adult, and yeah. so that's like Cartoon Network, but like yeah. after hours. Anyway, right, right, yeah. So this episode, there was an episode on this new season, season three, and it was called um, something for the Cit- Citadel, something like that. And so this. So Rick and Morty uh, talks about, you know, parallel universes, multiverse. It's like, it's kind of like Buddhism, how like the thousand realms in one yeah. single moment. Yeah. That's kind of like Rick and Morty, how there's several thousands, maybe millions, billions of uh, universes out there. And so there's Citadel. It's made of only Ricks and Mortys. So Rick, <laughs> yeah. So Rick it's is... like Rick, Rick and Mortar, but not really. Yeah. So Rick, Rick is... Um, uh, a, a genius. He's the smartest man in the universe. But in this citadel, there are ricks of all cross walks of life in the city. And so, like, you know, when I'm watching the episode, I'm like, dang, like, these are all ricks. And they all have the same potential to be traveling the universes and parallel worlds. And they're geniuses. But, you know, a lot of them, they're shoved into being uh, assembly line workers. They're, you know, they're on the streets. They're, like, all this stuff kind of, like... Like, you know, we're all equal, People. but, you know, all different circumstances. Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, the, the Mortys, like, there's the, the Morty cop. And then, like, there's Mortys, like, there's just, uh, they're on the streets being, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're, uh, what were they? They're just, like, street dwellers. Like, they're, you know, they're homeless, homeless and, like, yeah. the guy working convenience store. So they're, they're all, these are like these all these people Ricks and Mortys look the same, the same but they're but different. different they have a different lot in so life, right? that's kind of like, like us like all these people just like because different circumstances and the the everything the cards they have been dealt are just different from me but we're all the same and so like they all have equal potential to be a genius traveling the universe but you know yeah I mean the human's potential is really limitless yeah even and I you know I really see that with my son that even though his mind is different, it's not less, and his potential may be, may be hidden under more layers, but it's there, and, and finding it, it's just a different process. On that note, stay human, everybody. <laughs> Next episode is the world of heavenly beings, and this world derives from the Indic word devaloka which means the place where gods and superhuman godlike beings reside. Oh boy. Or I heaven. Think, I'll call it heaven as well. Heaven yeah, heaven. heaven. Um, I definitely have a godlike plant complex sometimes. <laughs> well, I know. we'll see how it goes, guys. Yeah. I'm sure it's not taken literal. <laughs> and Indigo is going to Chicago, and that's exciting. So I hope you have a good trip. She is going to be... Um, propagating and learning more about our practice, which is so I'm gonna exciting. go and my plans are just to chill in Chicago. I want to see Second City. I do comedy, yo, stand up comedy, and so Second City, they're mostly improv and stuff like that. That's what they're known for, so I'm probably gonna see a famous. show. Famous, Second City yeah. famous. There's a lot of people, a lot of good lot of people came out of there. Mm-hmm. SNL, yep. writers, a lot of uh-huh. writers come from there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna go there, and then like there's a, there's a Buddhist meeting on Sunday. And then we're going to leave Monday. (laughs) Yay, that's going to be awesome. So we will um, check you guys out next time. Please join us again. And thank you for listening. Bye. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. I got to say thank you. I got to say thank you. 
Shout out every single fan. I got so much fucking love, you don't understand. I can't wait till I can meet you and just shake your hand. Do a show in every city just to shake your hand. Uh. I've been working all night. I know I say that all the time, but it's never hype. I'm just trying to be a legend when I'm dead and gone. And I hope that I inspire every living soul. And it's funny how now lately, I reflect on how this music went and saved me. Used to doubt myself a lot, it drove me crazy. Now I'm firing off shots with no safety. I wanna say thank you. I wanna say thank you. I gotta say thank you. I gotta say thank you.